Hello, welcome to Where's Babs? This is Barbara Talisman, continuing my conversation with Reed Shank, a fellow cruise passenger on the Majestic Princess as we crossed from uh, Sydney over to LA, Los Angeles uh, in April. And he and I are both solo travelers talking about how we're leveraging our assets and more tips and tricks for the solo traveler. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, it's Barb and Reed again from Where's Babs, the podcast, and we're continuing our conversation about being a solo traveler, being on the road full time, and how we do it. So today we're going to talk, Reed, about leveraging your assets. Ah. So finally pick up my car again back in Las Vegas. It's been there for two years, and my dear friend has had it on Turo, which is a app and a rental where people rent their own cars. Very competitive to Hertz and Avis, um, and in a Las Vegas market very competitive and and useful. So for the two years that I have been on the road, that was one thing I had to figure out what I was going to do. Was I going to keep the car or sell it? And I knew if I wanted to have a car, if I sold it, it would cost me much more to buy it again. So I decided to keep it. And my friend Steven has been renting it out on Turo and using it. And it's got all the insurance. The bottom line is for two years, I haven't paid for my car, including my insurance and my mortgage on it. So that worked for me. You know, so tell us about your assets and how you decided to leverage them so that you're on the road and whatever you have at home or didn't have at home is safe or taken care of. Okay. Or providing well, income. My cruising binge last year. And one of the reasons I, I kind of continued was because Princess just kept making me a great deal. And then as I started to do this, I realized I wanted to do it more and more. And then I realized that my condo in Laguna Niguel, California was sitting empty. Um, and I started to watch more and more videos on YouTube about. Mm-hmm. Airbnbs and and how to how to make that happen and and I explored uh, get a couple of property management companies. Mm-hmm. There's a couple out there that will will take care of it. I've done some real estate in the past as well, um, and I've never done property management, but I'm kind of familiar with it. And so I started exploring what were the best sites to put it on: Airbnb, VRBL, another one called Furnish Finder, which is mm-hmm. designed more towards the medical and nurses, the traveling nurses, yeah, nurses yep. that kind of thing. Um, and I looked at somebody managing it for me, mm-hmm. and I realized most of those people were out of state, and I could pretty much do whatever they were doing. And so that's kind of the way I went into it. Um, when I left in February for the uh, for the cruise to Tokyo, uh, my condo wasn't rented, uh, and within you put it up, I put you it put up. it up on, you took the pictures, put it up on Airbnb, VRBO, all, all that, that stuff. stuff. Right. Yeah, so basically, I did a cruise in December uh, with a friend of mine and her daughter. Uh, and then I came back from that and decided, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put it up on Airbnb. And so I spent uh, January and in the first part of February doing all the stuff you need to do, yeah. right? Because you need to clean out the condo. Um, I had an I had a two-bedroom, two-bath, right? Okay. So one of my bedrooms was an office. Okay. I needed to clean all, all that out and yeah. go, go buy some bedroom furniture and make that nice, right? Ended up buying that stuff on, on other websites like OfferUp, right? Yeah. I got some great bedroom sets yeah. that were basically brand new right, for dirt cheap. Yeah. So you can leverage those types of things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, my place was already pretty well furnished, but there were some things I wanted to add to make it more conducive to people coming in and staying. Um, for example, like for example, the nurses thing, right? Yep. A lot of traveling professionals will come into an area and stay for several months. So I'd taken out my office and made that a bedroom. Right. So I went out and bought a, uh, an electric desk that goes up and down, put a printer on it, put a monitor on it, right? 
had wheels so you could move it around the condo wherever you wanted, all that kind of okay. stuff to kind of make it more of an environment where people can, can work. be working, work, place, do whatever they want. Yeah. My place is on a golf course, so yeah. it overlooks, it's very pretty. It's also less than two miles from the beach, from Salt Creek Beach, right, right next to Dana Point and Laguna Beach. Yeah. So I can get a few bucks for it. Yeah. So it worked out well to do that. Um, once I was on board, about a week after I was on board ship, it rented. Okay, so wait, go back a minute, though, because you're in a condo. So what are the HOA rules around that? Uh, in my area, it, yep. they have a, an ordinance both in the city as well as my CCNRs okay. against short-term rentals, okay. which means that you have to rent it for at least 30 days. Okay, but in, in, in the in the life of Airbnb or VRBO, that's what you want anyway. Uh, why, I mean, why would you want uh, You're away, yeah. so why would you have to turn it every two days or three days? You wouldn't want that anyway. Yeah, ironically, so, when I started into this, I have a friend in San Diego mm-hmm. who owns several properties as well. And, uh, and he rents them out. And, and uh, one of the things he said to me was that, that it's going to be difficult to do 30-day rentals. They're harder to, to get and things along those lines. And he didn't have much success on Airbnb, and he had more success on other sites. All of my success has been on Airbnb. And as I said, uh, I rented it for two months for the first guest. By the time they were in it for two weeks, I had another one set up right after that. They moved in a week after she moved out, and they were in the condo four days when they said, oh, by the way, we want an extra month because both of these clients were, ha- were having their places renovated, right? And they were in the area anyway, so it worked out perfectly for me. Yeah. And then in August, I have another gentleman who's retired, usually comes into the area, stays in one of the local resorts, mm-hmm. plays golf and that kind of thing. He's from Florida. He's trying to get out of the heat, so he's going to come and stay in my place for a month. Yeah. Um, so it's really worked out well for yeah. me. There I have think, been I, a couple of hiccups. Yeah, go ahead. Right? Yeah. For example, uh, I had one, my dishwasher decided not to function exactly the way it was supposed to. Um, so and you're I, on a cruise ship. I'm on a cruise yeah. ship, right? <laughs> so I get on my computer. And, and we have Wi-Fi on cruise ships. We have it Wi-Fi. Works, it works enough well to do work to sometimes. To be able to yeah. do this, yeah. right? And I also use uh, voice over IP. I mm-hmm. use WhatsApp. I okay. use Google Voice. Uh, yeah which allows me to make phone calls, and, and that works fairly well as well. Also, so, you know, I, I go on to Lowe's in San Clemente. I, uh, all of my, all the locks on my, my condo, both the garage and the front door, all digital locks, they're all electronic locks, right? So I order the dishwasher, I put the instructions for Lowe's to deliver it in the garage. I call a friend of mine who's in my complex, who's also a plumber, and tell him he goes and gets the, the dishwasher out of the garage and installs it. Yeah. Um, and then a month later, my uh, washer and dryer, my dryer starts to have problems, right? So I figure, well, I'm going to replace them both. I do the same thing, right? And Lowe's, this time Lowe's installs it, and yeah. they do the whole nine yards, yeah. and they go in, and I just give them the, 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 co- the codes to the doors, yeah. and they take care of the whole thing. So I think part of leveraging the assets, because I had Steve with the car, you know, and I couldn't have done, I would not have done Turo from the, from the cruise line, because it's a whole other kind of turnaround right. that you have to do and you've got this condo and you have your brother and you have friends in the condo yeah. and you have an ability to work with Lowe's from wherever, right? Yeah. It sounds complicated and uncomplicated, but it also depends on how you've had your life uh-huh. and who's in your life and who's before you left. Exactly. You know, I mean, I don't suggest that you go away solo and no one knows what you're doing. You no. know, I have friends that I'm in touch with on a regular basis. And if I, my friend has just sent me my laptop, you know, so I'll pick it up when I get into Las Vegas. So I think we need support systems. You do or whether you're traveling with major assets and, and running an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah. 
So you've got to figure that out. And and you can have you can develop your own resource base. Absolutely. Right? But they're all, as I said before, there are companies out there specifically yeah. designed to yeah. be that resource base right. for you. My emphasis as the owner mm -hmm. who has my property on Airbnb, who's very concerned with my reviews, right. is I want things. I want to respond to things quickly and effectively so that my clients are happy, so they give me great reviews, so I get more business. But I think that that's also something on your Airbnb, and I haven't looked at it, I should, but that it's owner-operated and run, I, because I've started to look at things like that, because you don't know necessarily, and I don't know that people put it on, but as I've been traveling and staying more and more in Airbnbs than just when I'm on vacation, and also for longer periods of time, lots of conversation with the host ahead of time. You know, do you own it? Are you running it through a property manager? What are you doing? You know, and some of them get peeved, and I'm going, okay, I guess I don't want to be your, your guest. You know, because right. you're asking a lot of questions, and when you're renting for two or three months. The flip side is true with me. Right. I, I ask my guests, why are you coming to the area? Yeah, yeah. How long are you staying? Why are you staying? You know, especially if they don't have previous experience or reviews, or reviews yep. right yep. so yeah. i want to know who's staying in my home yeah right no absolutely absolutely and i think also that at a certain age and i think you know safely say we're both over 60 so i think that there is something to be said for me as a guest and you as a host at that age that it's not sort of um a lot in melbourne where a lot of young people who'd gotten into real estate mm -hmm. and had no care for what was going on inside the apartment you know when yeah. you were in it so I've, I've learned that lesson and now i'm even more careful, you know, about how I run. So I think it's uh, it's to our advantage to get on the road at a certain age, know what you like, go after it and get it, whether it's traveling or just moving to someplace else for a while right. or leveraging your assets. Well, I think there is a learning curve to it. And there's a, there's a sense of finding what's comfortable for, for you, you as, right. as well. Exactly. Um, and the good news is, is that there's a wide variety of, of different scenarios for different people. Yeah. And there's it's not a one-size-fits-all type of thing. Um, and it is very fluid, and I think that's another thing that you need to do. For example, um, being very, very rigid in your plans is probably not going to work. Being able to kind of go with the flow and pivot when necessary, and often to your benefit. Like or when I got on the cruise to go from San Diego to Tokyo, mm -hmm. I tried, decided to take that cruise because it was inexpensive. I'd never crossed an ocean. I'd never been to Japan. I knew that once I got to Japan, um, I didn't want to turn around and just come home, so um, I'd been to Thailand before, and I figured I would go to Thailand because it's an inexpensive city to travel in, right? It's, you can stay there dirt cheap, um, and just kind of go from there. And then I got on the ship, and then Princess comes off with this great, America, great offer in terms of a trip back from Sydney back to yeah. the States. And you're like, well, I'm like halfway there to Sydney okay. anyway. Yeah. Right, so yeah. then I, I go to Thailand, and I'm there for a week, and I've been there, done that. So I figure I'm talking to my brother on the phone, and he's a big surfer. He's going, you should go to Bali. I said, I should go to Bali. <laughs> Inspiration. So, inspiration. The other thing, you got to just take inspiration, whether it's a future right. cruise director at, on the ship or your brother telling you you should yeah. go surfing. Yeah, yeah and, totally. And, yeah, and a day later, I'm on a plane to Bali. Right. right. Um, and Bali is another wonderful place to go. Yeah, Once is. you go to Bali, you'll never go back to Hawaii. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. um, it's, the resorts there are beautiful. And, and inexpensive. And inexpensive. Yeah. And the food is amazing. The I, people are amazing. I stayed in a Marriott resort for like $90 a day. Yeah. I had wonderful meals. I mean, yeah. meals that I would pay $50, $75, $100 yeah. Yeah. for back in Southern California, 
for like ten fifteen dollars in Bali. Yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. I think you know, Reed, what you have said a number of times is you are convinced that living on a cruise ship or out of the United States is much cheaper than living in the United States. And if you can leverage your assets, I agree with you completely. And I tend to travel with the dollar. So yeah. when I was in uh, summer in Melbourne this past summer, twenty three, and the dollar is so strong, you know, it was much cheaper because the recession in the United States has just risen rates of everything, eggs, all the yeah. stuff that you normally buy if you're living at home, it's much cheaper there with the exchange rate. So I think when people say, I don't know where I'm going to go, I say, well, look at the exchange rate. Yeah. For, well, I mean, it's, it's one place to start. If you want to go see Paris, go see Paris. That's fine. But right now, the euro and the dollar are about on par. Yeah. So it's not going to be a, you know, you may not be able to go as far for less than cheap. Well, and I do know people that, that do this as well. Yeah. And they do go to Paris. Right. Oh, they, they don't stay at the Ritz, but they go yeah. to Paris and they'll spend a week, ten days in Paris. Right, totally. And then they'll go and they'll spend six weeks someplace that's much less expensive, less expensive right. so that it averages right. out, right? Um, you're not going to stay in Paris all year long right, and, and spend $100 a day. On another podcast that my <laughs> listeners will be hearing about is how you can stay in Paris for free. So that'll be a good tease for the next podcast. Definitely, because there are ways to stay all over the world for free. Yes, and we'll get to that on the next one. But thank you for all this. Any, any final tips you want to leave to our listeners about traveling well for less and being flexible about it and seeing the world? I do it. That's, yes, just, um, I would agree. And as I said, it's not as scary as you think it is. Uh, I think that there's a lot of fear out there that, mm-hmm. um, that if you leave the United States, you know, there's, there's, there's dragons over the horizon or something. And there's, there's real, I mean, you, you need to be smart, right? Right. And, and, and not do stupid things. Yeah. You know, I, I went to, I'll give you an example. I went to Cartagena. Okay. Okay. Yeah. On a Panama Canal cruise. Okay. Yeah. And I was talking uh, to another family member about it. And he was like, oh, well, did, was it okay there? And I, yeah. I said, I thought it was wonderful. I loved the city. It was yeah. beautiful. It's and gorgeous. Yeah. And, and he said, well, a friend of mine went there and they got robbed. And I said, well, what happened? Well, he kind of got drunk, and he, he oh, was wearing yeah. this, this Omega watch, and, and, and he went down this alley, and somebody took it away from yeah. him. And I'm that would have well, happened in L.A. You know, if it's right. If, you, if you're going to be an idiot, you're going to get somebody's You're going to be an idiot anywhere. If you're yeah. wearing a watch that represents what most people make in a year in that city, yeah. you're probably going to have a problem. Well, and the funny thing, because in Mazatlan is Sinaloa, so that's the Sinaloa cartel. Yeah. And you, you get off the ship there, and I took a beautiful cruise, you know, t- little tour around with a guy that was just absolutely wonderful wonderful tour guide older gentleman who'd lived there all of his life and I remarked at how beautiful the city was and the church was so well mm-hmm. well taken care of and the streets were clean and you know Puerto Vallarta public art there is amazing yes and, and Puerto Vallarta not so much I mean it's a beautiful city but it's it, the difference between Jalisco and Sinaloa and he just sort of looks at me and I was like oh right the cartel <laughs> right okay but I felt no fear I mean, we wandered around, and he parked his car and let me wander. It wasn't like he was my bodyguard, but it was absolutely glorious. And yet other friends said, Sinaloa. I was like, yeah, but, you know, there's also a lot of tourists there. They don't exactly want to go off killing tourists, you know? That's exactly right. I mean, again, you need to be smart about it, but at the same time, even in countries where there are some, some areas of strife, yes. um, they have a vested interest they in do. making sure the tourists are safe. That's right. right? And, yeah. and I also think that's that smart attitude. And the other thing that I hear from, from folks that have contacted me is about COVID. And so they haven't traveled since COVID, you know, and they, they've been very worried about leaving the U.S. boundary, given what's going on in the U.S., let alone they don't understand what may or may not be COVID in other countries, despite whatever the news might be. 
and you know for this ship um so i at my first cruise and we were probably at about the same time so i left august 21 when the cruise ships first came back into service and um it was a high vac- vaccine you had to be vaccinated you had to have the boosters uh you had to have no covid you couldn't even have had it in 90 days you just couldn't have had it and you know there were a lot of people who didn't sail because of it right well i had a ship of 5,000 with only 800 people on it so i was just fine with that mm-hmm. and we were told we had to mask up inside obviously i spent 90 percent of my time out you know on the deck and outside where we know covid has less of a chance you know landing and i've been traveling from august 21 till now yeah. fortunately knock on wood have not caught it i'm up to number five test but i think a lot of people or booster but I think a lot of people are like, but I'm safe in my home. They're sort of still in a little bit of a COVID bubble. And I would encourage them. I mean, we've been on this ship now with 1,100 people and plus crew, plus crew. Um, people are wearing masks if they want to. Yep. They encourage it inside, but you don't have to. Um, and either I'm super immune or we're just safe. I don't know what. But I would not tell people to stay home. No. Because I would, of that. I would not. And, and there's precautions. Like I always carry a COVID kit with me. Yep, to me too. Just in case. Yep. Um, the, when I was on the, the uh, trip to Tokyo, that had been the ship had been stuck in Tokyo oh. when COVID first started. Yes. So Japan was very particular about it. So they made us test before we got on the yep. ship. They tested it a couple times on the ship. Yep. Um, you know, so there were some uh, preventive, preventive things going on there. But most of the ships I've been on in the last nine months... Yep. You, you, you had the test last year to get on the yeah. ship. Now you don't have to well, test. Well, we had to get on test to ship. get on this one. We had to test uh, oh, that's right. we did 24 to hours test. before. That's but exactly we could do right. it ourselves. Do it there ourselves. was a way to do it that they proved to them, you know, whatever. Um, and they said they were going to test us three days after we got on, but that didn't, that happen. didn't happen. And we only had 1,100 people on board. So yeah. it's, it's really, you know, you'll never, they'll never tell you on a cruise ship before you get on how many people are booked. Because, but getting on a ship that's half capacity is a complete dream. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's really. No, nice. We actually yeah. have more crew members than we have passengers. We do. Right? Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful experience. Yeah, it has been. It's yeah. a very. I tell people they should enjoy this a lot because it's very yeah. special. Get out and enjoy the world, and yeah. and it's not a foreboding thing. And there are ways to do it that you can do it very economically. Yeah. Um, and you'll have a wonderful time. And the greatest thing about traveling is that the people you meet along the way. It is, absolutely. It's the people and then the places. Yeah. And then the food, in, yeah. in that order, oh, yeah. sort of yeah. like. And especially as a solo traveler, because yeah. I, I want to connect with people, you know, and here, like you said, we, like we said before, they're like-minded people. Mm-hmm. They're travelers. Yeah. Well, you can just start there, and then so you, you figure it out. And, and yeah. I'm at the, um, if not now, when part of my right. life. Yes. That's all there is to right. it. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, well, thanks again for the conversation. My it was pleasure. great talking with you. You too, Gaps. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode where Reed and I are talking about how we're solo traveling and leveraging our assets and traveling well for less. For more, make sure you check out Where's Babs on my blog and Where's Babs on YouTube. Love to hear from you, comments and suggestions or questions. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.